0: Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I've had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey, as well as some solo episodes from me. I hope this podcast can inspire you to always dream big and make it your reality. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today I'm joined with Sinead from Lawana Skincare. Sinead is a 24-year-old Narunga woman from South Australia. And she was pursuing a tourism career when COVID hit and meant losing her corporate job, but it meant the start of her very own business, Luana Skincare. And she shares with us on the podcast that today, exactly on the day that we're recording, is the first birthday of when she founded and launched the business. So I was super excited to celebrate that with her. Lawana Skincare is a natural skincare line focused around using Australian native plant based ingredients. And these ingredients are ingredients that Indigenous Australians have been using for years. So, Sinead wanted to share the benefits of these powerful plants by creating skincare that is not only natural, but also ethical and vegan, and embodies her connection to her Narunga culture. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Couch Chats. I am super excited
1: to chat with you today. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited as well.
0: Awesome. So you founded Luana Skincare. Tell us where it all began. What was the idea behind it and what made you decide to go out and, and start this business?
1: Yeah, so I guess it feels strange because it's a year to the day that um, since I launched Luana. Oh um, wow, congratulations. I Perfect yeah, timing. I guess it's, it's fitting that I'm doing this podcast today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess it yeah it started this time last year. I um, had just graduated not long before from uni and I was studying tourism, so I was yeah, trying to pursue my career in, in that. And then obviously we all know what happened over the last year. Um, so I kind of had to pivot and do something different. Um, and I left my corporate job. So I had kind of all the time in the world, like we all did that time. Um,
0: did you choose to leave because you were starting
1: the business
0: or was it just other circumstances?
1: Um, I chose to leave. It It was a corporate position and I wasn't loving the corporate environment. Um, So I chose to leave and I thought, you know, I just graduated. I had won this um, really highly renowned tourism award in South Australia. So I was like, okay, I'll be able to get a job pretty easily. Like it's fine. Um, And then that's when COVID hit and then I had all the time. So um, Yeah. yeah, I didn't leave to launch Solana, but leaving meant that I could launch Luana. So, um, yeah, it worked out pretty well, I guess.
0: (laughs) Wow, perfect timing. So did you have the idea for this brand for a while and always sat on it or did you just spark the the idea Um, during that time?
1: Yeah, I I had it for a little while. Um, So before I launched Luana, my boyfriend launched his own business, um, also e-commerce. He was selling watches online. Um, and so I was kind of supporting him through that whole process of, um, brainstorming and, you know, everything involved with launching a business. And I was like, wow, like that looks so fun, you know? And he really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed supporting him with it. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to do this myself. Um, and yeah, it took a little while to really figure out what I wanted to do. Um, but I knew something in the beauty kind of industry, something marketed to girls and in, in that way um, was what I wanted to do. So, yeah, took a little bit of brainstorming, but got there.
0: <laughs> Amazing. And yeah. so tell us about Luana Skincare. The inspiration behind it. it comes from obviously your heritage and your family. So tell everyone who hasn't come across your brand all about the background and yeah. what the brand is all
1: about. Yeah, so um, originally I all I wanted was a natural skincare brand, something that was good for your skin but good for the environment, natural ingredients, um, and that's what I wanted it all to be about. And then through kind of researching ingredients and um, product formulations and stuff like that, that's when I realised, well, there's not that many brands in Australia really – using australian natives so i thought it kind of works perfectly because these are plants that my ancestors have been using for you know since the beginning of time um so yeah i just kind of put the two together and then started reaching out to to manufacturers and trying to figure out if it, if it was possible so yeah that's what it's all about natural ingredients native australian plants vegan cruelty free recyclable all the good things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And so you touched on a little bit around your ancestors and Mm -hmm. the fact that you are using all these Australian native products, which it blows my mind that there really isn't anyone doing that at the moment because, like you said, they've been using it forever um, (laughs) since (laughs) the start of time and obviously it works. So you asked why that was important to you to include that part of your journey or your background as well as, you know, sharing that with the wider population?
1: Yeah, um, well, I mean, I launching a brand, I knew that I wanted to, you know, put my own personality into, into the brand and put my own identity into it um, and that's such a big part of my life is my culture. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there are a few skincare brands using some native Australians. I know Kakadu plum is huge in in skincare, but really it's kind of only that and maybe Kwandong as well, but it's very limited. So I just thought, why not use these plants that are such a big part of my culture? Um, So yeah.
0: Incredible. Can you take us through a few of the key ingredients or the key elements that you've used that really mean something to you and that can also have the major benefits as well.
1: Yeah. So there's a few plants that I use at the moment. So Kakadu Plum Kwondong. Um, I also use Lemon Myrtle, which is super, super powerful. Um, and I don't really know why skincare brands aren't jumping on, on to Lemon Myrtle as much as what I think they should be. It's a really, really strong antibacterial um, and antifungal plant. Um, so I use it in my moisturizer my eye cream um, it has this really amazing healing properties so it actually helps to heal the skin from the inside out it tightens your tightens your skin and creates that kind of anti-aging those anti-aging benefits so it's really great in my eye cream so that one's really something that i really love but yeah i'm still working on trying to include more but obviously i get the research right and <laughs> yeah
0: so when you started down this path, obviously you had interest in skincare and beauty, but did you know what ingredients and what you really wanted to make, or did you have to really deep dive into the research and get immersed into it?
1: Yeah, definitely dove deep. Like I knew that I wanted to have native Australian plants, um, but it, it did take a lot of research because there are there's so many native Australian plants. So. Um, I didn't want to just include anything and any, everything that I could find. I wanted to make sure it was the right one. So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of research went into it. And obviously, the fact that not many skincare brands are using these ingredients made me think, well, it might be really hard to find a manufacturer that is going to do that because there must be a reason why. So, yeah, a lot of research, but I was really lucky to find the manufacturer that I did um, because they just made it so, so easy. And we have a really good relationship now, and they understand the importance of my culture in the brand. So, yeah, it's a really good, good relationship.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. So, just yeah. on that, starting a business yeah. in general is um, a yeah. hell of a journey and a roller coaster ride, but starting a beauty. And skincare line is another challenge on top of that because you've got all these responsibilities and hoops to jump through and, you know, you've got to be careful with what you're creating. So what did it take (laughs) to get you to that launch phase? Because I know that, you know, you, you wanted to create something that was ethical, that was natural, and those are... Extra hoops to jump through and challenges yeah. but so so worth <laughs> it. So
1: <laughs> So many hoops. Yeah.
0: So tell us yeah. a little bit more about that because I'm sure it wasn't a straightforward process.
1: No, it definitely wasn't. Um it was yeah, overwhelming. And I guess anyone that, that has launched a business or has thought about launching a business knows that it's overwhelming. Um and at the start, like if you if you just do a quick Google search of Australian skincare manufacturers, you realise it's not straightforward at all. There's so many options, things like, you know, minimum order quantities and formulating the products, formulating a totally new product. It's it's a lot involved in it. A big, big shout-out goes to my manufacturer because they've made it so, so easy. Um, they, yeah, really helped me develop the right ingredients and making sure it was all natural and vegan and ethical. But yes, that was a big part of it. The other thing, I guess, was I mentioned that my partner launched his own business beforehand. So I got to kind of see that journey and see, I guess, the little things that he did wrong, maybe kind of learn from, from him as well. So that helped. And it was a different industry, but dealing with the trial and errors with you know, shipping and manufacturers and marketing and Facebook ads and all those little things. I got to kind of, yeah, figure out how to do it right from the get go, I guess. (laughs) It's not straightforward. It's very crazy and overwhelming, but it's really, really fun as well. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So it definitely wasn't straightforward. Tell me about some of the biggest challenges you had in getting to where you are now. So you're one year in, um, but I'm sure there was a lot of preparation time before you even launched. So what was
1: one of the biggest challenges that you faced? (laughs) To be honest, in the launch phase and the first couple of months or the first few months of Luana there, yes, there was challenges in launching and obviously it's a big thing in launching a business, but that was when I didn't have a job. Um, (laughs) so I could put all of my time into it. Um, the bigger challenge has been coming back to work because I'm working full time now again, and it's, it's so, so hard to juggle running a business and working. Um, I am lucky in the sense that I work in the afternoons, So I have my mornings free to work on Luana, but it's, it's always a challenge of, oh, I have to get this done because I have to be somewhere at 2 p.m., you know. So that has honestly been the biggest challenge Um, and it's hard. And what was the decision
0: behind going back to work? Because I just want to touch on that because – so often we hear this shiny startup story started my business, yeah. it skyrocketed, I quit my job, and here we are yeah. today, you know. And <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of other people out there listening right now who are either still working full time, and I worked yeah. full time for the whole first year of my business, yeah. or in a similar position to you. They had a bit more time during COVID, and now they've transitioned back into that yeah. work balance it can be super challenging especially full-time as well that's a lot of time so yeah tell us a little bit more about that decision
1: yeah well I mean I kind of always thought starting Luana I obviously wanted to grow the business and I love running Luana but I always thought that I would go back to work eventually whether it be part-time or full-time um because as well I do, you know, have my tourism degree and I love tourism. So I definitely want to pursue that in some way while running Luana as well. Um, so that's what I thought would happen. And then I guess when the world kind of started opening up a little bit more, it was just kind of something that I always thought I would do would be go back to work. Um and plus anyone that knows anyone that's started a business knows that in the first year, especially the first few months, your income and your profits from it are so unreliable. You know, sometimes they're really, really great. And sometimes you go through those phases of not knowing what's happening. Um, so having that steady paycheck from a a job was something that I kind of needed and me and my partner want to buy a house as well. So it's kind of just something that we needed to do, but um, yeah, it definitely poses big challenges. And yeah, just trying to juggle the two of them is, is really hard. <laughs> yeah,
0: I totally feel you. Do you have any rituals or routines or tips for anyone who might be in that situation? Because I think some people get to the point where they almost feel like they have to give up the business or, you know, choose one or the other. So do you have any tips on, you know, since you're living it at the moment for anyone else that's in a similar position?
1: Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, having this rituals, like you said, not maybe not rituals, but just a really good structure is something that's so important. And I know it's really, really hard um just to give you a bit of insight of me at the moment. I'm living in one spot, my boyfriend is living half an hour away. Um, I work Full time nights. He works during the day, so we don't see each other very much either. So I have to juggle that, plus working in the mornings, and then I love training and going to the gym as well. So fitting that in, there's a lot of things to fit in, and I'm sure most people are the same. There's all those little aspects of your life that you have to try and fit in. Having an an organised structure is something that's so so important to me. I've, anyone that knows me knows that I'm a bit OCD when it comes to my organisation, um, but it's for good reason. Otherwise, you just find yourself stressing out and feeling like you're spread too thin.
0: So, do you schedule everything into a calendar,
1: or how do you plan out your week? I I make a lot of lists. I have <laughs> big to do lists, and I just try to tick off everything that I can before I have to go into work. So, I do have a calendar and set a lot of reminders in my phone yeah so just making a lot of lists making sure I'm writing everything down because as well with a business especially a business that you're running entirely by yourself you have all these little ideas whether it's for marketing or new products or anything to do with the business and they'll just pop up out of nowhere you know you just randomly think like oh this would be a really good thing to do in the next couple of weeks but that thought might come into my head while I'm at work. So I have to just quickly write it down and then yeah, going back the next day, organizing myself and turning it into a list of checkpoints that I can cross off. Like, yep, I've done this onto the next. Absolutely. I think our brains are so
0: full of all of the ideas all the time. So if we don't (laughs) write it down. We'll definitely forget it or it will just take up so much of that space in our minds. So yeah, that's a really, really great tip. Along your journey, obviously you're one year in now, which is such a huge milestone and a lot of businesses don't even get to that point. So what has kept you motivated? Because we know that the number one way to succeed in anything is to persevere through the tough times and push forward and come out the other end stronger. Yeah. <laughs> so what keeps you motivated and persevering towards that goal?
1: Um, I guess my... My big interest in natural skincare and my love of the beauty industry in general, um, keeps me motivated. Um, I guess as well, graduating from uni in tourism at the time that I did was really, really hard and challenging. And it was for everyone in the tourism industry. And I guess I was kind of mourning the loss of, of this career that I thought I was going to have. So when I launched Luana, it was, a way of me way for me to pursue my other passion and in my eyes I'm kind of thinking well f- for the time being I've lost tourism but I have this other great passion that that is doing really well so I would never want to give that up because it I guess it kind of saved me in a way <laughs> amazing
0: and so what is your big vision for the brand and the future
1: Um, you know, so many people ask me this, um, and it's, it's really, really hard to say. I, it's really exciting that I'm one year in now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to plan that far ahead and there, there are a few big changes that I'm going to have to make in the next couple of months in terms of my products and packaging and things like that. So I guess I'm just focusing on that for now and then really focusing on trying to grow the brand. I've also managed to form some really, really great relationships with stockists over the past 12 months. I've got, I think, five online stockists and then a few little boutiques and um, shops around the country. And that's been so great, talking to these other women. They're all women as well, which is so cool. Yeah, so I've loved forming those relationships. So focusing on growing those relationships and forming new ones as well is something that I'll really focus on in the next coming years.
0: Incredible. So if you could leave one lasting impact on the world with your brand and with your message, what would it be? Um,
1: <laughs> that's a hard one. I think something that I've spoken about um, in other interviews and on my socials and stuff is transparency in the beauty industry. It's, you know, no one really knows what ingredients they're putting on their skin. You know, you you use these products every day, your makeup, your face wash, whatever it is. And if you look at the back of the bottle, it's so hard to know what these ingredients are. And that's something that has been so important from the get-go with Luana. And I really want to try and push that, you know, you can figure out what it is that you're putting on your skin. And if the brands themselves were being honest and open about, the ingredients they're using, it would just be, be amazing. So that's what I try to do. And I think, yeah, if that could be a lasting impact on the industry, that would be amazing.
0: And okay. One last question before we finish up, I would love to know for anyone listening that has an idea or that has a dream, what advice would you give them? Because your story is somewhat similar to mine, you know, we're female, we're young, you know, no experience in the industry that you went into. And there's plenty of reasons why you probably could have, you know, come up with plenty of excuses to not take that leap. And my story is very similar. So I, I really love your journey. But what advice would you have for someone who is at that stage and maybe is just seeing all of these roadblocks and possibly excuses coming up?
1: Um, I mean, there's always going to be roadblocks and and excuses that you could come up with to not do something. It's always going to be like that, but the the end goal and the what you can get out of it is, I think, outweighs those roadblocks most of the time. But I think my biggest piece of advice for if you are going to take that leap, just research, 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 (laughs) make sure you know what you're, I guess, getting yourself into. You know, if you're going to launch into skincare, look at other skincare brands, just see what the industry is doing before you jump right in with this great idea. Um, I think that's one of the most important things.
0: (laughs) Yep. So just on that, what do you mean by looking at other brands? Because obviously you weren't looking at brands to sort of compare yourself or you know still ideas but just to make it clear to everyone what you
1: mean on that um just in terms of researching I guess industry trends and look for me I had this great idea of using native Australian plants and I didn't think that anyone was really doing that but and, and they and they're not really but I didn't know for sure. So if I didn't do that research and then there was another brand that was already killing it in this same space, then, you know, all my hard work would have been a bit, well, you know, I have to compete with this already launched brand. So I think just making sure that what you're putting out there is something new and something that you can really compete with, um, yeah, is really important.
0: Would that have stopped you, though, if you saw someone else using
1: some similar ingredients? I mean, I guess it would have depended on what they were doing. I still think, you know, there are some brands that are using native Australian plants, but making sure that the way that I'm doing it is different. And that's the other point. If, if you find out that someone else is doing what you want to do, it's not a, an excuse not to do it. It's just another one of those roadblocks. And you can kind of figure out how to do it better. But if you don't do that research at all, then you're kind of you're kind of lost, I guess. You have to really figure out, all right, how am I going to be unique in this space? Absolutely.
0: I agree with that. I just wanted to dig a bit deeper on that because I know that some people would hear that and say, someone else is doing it. I can't do it. But I love that yeah, you no. said, take that as almost motivation and inspiration to yeah. say, how can I do this better? How can we continue to improve? And that's the idea of, you know, human humans in general, we're always looking to improve and evolve and grow. And so I love that that you said, you know, even if someone was out there using some of the main ingredients, you would have said, how can I do this better? How can I be more ethical or more sustainable or more natural? Yeah. And I think sometimes that either motivates you or it can do the opposite, but hopefully, everyone can take this as a message to use it as motivation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure hearing more about your story and your journey. And it's only just the beginning. So I cannot wait to see everything that you achieve and sharing your incredible message with the rest of Australia and the world and sharing your heritage as well with, with the world. Because I think, you know, even in Australia, I think we need this more than ever. But you know, the rest of the world to really, really understand all of the history that you have to share with them. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you have an amazing day.
1: Thanks so much, Jess. I loved, loved that. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I hope you're all feeling super, super inspired after that chat with Sinead and her journey with Luana Skincare. It's only been a year, but she is kicking some massive goals and spreading such an important message with the world as well and having such a positive impact. So as always, if you have enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes for that matter, then please hit subscribe and please leave a review on this episode because the more that you can review this, the more people that we can reach with these inspiring chats. Plus, you can find us over on Instagram, myself at at jesterwilliamson8 and Sinead at Luana Skincare. And we look forward to hearing from you and what you thought of this episode. But have an amazing week in the meantime.